Swine, don't fall off. Uh, Professor Oak is unable to join us today because he doesn't have a death wish, is, is what he said to us. Um, Fair. I, they, he didn't elaborate at all. That was it, and he hung up. So we'll have to take him at his word there and just and just roll with it. Now, <laughs> last time we left our trainers, uh, it was in Anastar City preparing to chase down Lissandre, Lysander, Lissandre, after he announced that he was killing everyone essentially that was the full announcement just everyone must die wild if you, if you didn't yep. pay me millions of dollars to be in team flair you have to die and that was essentially the 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 gist of everything that he said so that's fun woo um i'm not happy note let's do a team check-in and see how all the pokemon are doing since we're all gonna die anyway yeah i usually have like a joke here or something and i've really got nothing yeah. it's like yeah we literally like there's a literal mass murder on the loose um I guess, I don't want to call it a bright side, but, like, shard of optimism is that Ophio's team is so, so high level, so overpowered. Like, we might actually have a chance at stopping this. So, um, it's all coming together at the end, Derek, that these insane levels are going to be used for We need to, this is the Um, time, I wish we had licenses to just all music, because there is a song, uh... That the Levitard show plays that they made. Uh, this one is more for the impending climate disaster, which, like, so if Lysandre doesn't succeed, we're all going to die anyway. But it's called We're All Going to Die. Um, and it's sung in. I think you should sing it. That's why that's we how, get around it's going to be such a bad. Licensing. Okay, I got you. So you got to get picture. You should just Picture sing like it. a little, like, ukulele. So you need some happy music in the background. And then it just goes, Die. We're all going to die. All right, We're so <laughs> destroyer of worlds teams. Uh, Snakey the superior at level sixty-eight. Danger Noodle the Arbok at level sixty-five. Rock Snake the Onyx at level sixty-five. Athena the Milotic at level seventy-four. I don't know what's happening there. Nobody really does. It's probably fine. It's fine. Steve the Electros at level 68 and Teeny the Dragonite at level 65. And just as an aside, Dragonite is delightful. And I'm really thankful that we went all the way from a Dratini to a Dragonite and didn't stop at Dragonair in her snake form. Because, like, does anyone ever really have time to appreciate a Dragonite? Because it's always, like, endgame. What is a dragon but a snake with extra limbs? Ben. Exactly. Exactly. We're all gonna die. Exactly. <laughs> Alright, how's uh Boo not, looking? How's he gonna hold up against this? <laughs> not against Opium, but against Team Flair probably just fine. So we got the new squad member. We'll start in the low end. We got Audrey the second, the weeping bell at level forty-eight. We got Swiper the Del Fox at level sixty. Heimlich the Vivamon at level fifty-five. Leonardo the Blastoise at level sixty. Barney the Tyrantrum at level 54, Everybody and Nacho die. Libre the Howlucha at level 52. We're all gonna die. We're all gonna die. We're all gonna die. Look at that weeping bell. She's she's coming yes. up. I actually, and I, I believe at level 48, I think this is actually, yes, this is a victory bell now. 
So actually, as of level 47, Ooh. because uh, Boo did some research and found that uh, you need to evolve it basically right before level 47 to get good attacks. So so nice. Victory Bell, which I'm excited. He's terrified because he thinks it's going to eat him and break into... So other thing, just two sides of this horror story that we didn't really get into. I talked about his fear of carnivorous plants because of Little Shop of Horrors. He also is afraid of musicals. So I think he's afraid that the plant is just going to start <laughs> singing at some point in time, which to be fair, musicals are kind of terrifying because like... It's almost like if y'all have ever seen like the good place like that type of like the depiction of hell that is like sort of like ooh happy but it secretly like grinds on you like if life was a place where everybody sang all the time everyone would want to die it'd be the worst thing ever like if everyone was just singing all their sentences i i don't know that i would agree with that uh maybe except for the part where we're all collectively terrible at singing um i would say that i can understand a hesitation or or uh feeling of less than appreciation for musicals because like they do tend to be really just a lot like a lot of emotion a lot of drama like usually the songs are like inner monologues that are never really spoken but now they're here and they're also in songs so like i can understand that being very overwhelming to a 10 year old i don't really remember how old Boo is hey they're overwhelming to me too i don't hot take i am with boo i don't (laughs) like musicals they're not on my list i'm on on my list of like most hated things we all know number one is spoken word poetry nothing will ever nothing not Not caves caves are number two okay (laughs) caves are number two spoken word poetry is my biggest like i will literally hate like i will never want to speak to somebody again if i see them perform spoken word poetry it's the most like pretentious annoying like bro just say what you're trying to say and tro- stop trying to sound fancy yeah i just specific yeah. point of view <laughs> specific point things. of view on things <laughs> waving my hands all around all cynthia right. that's our cynthia. one <laughs> jesus died that's for our one cynthia before we proceed to our potential deaths, Lysander laughs. Okay, yes. On to Lysander. Uh, Lysandre, his labs. Um, following Serena and Caleb's suggestion, we decided to fly back to Lumio City to find Lysandre uh, in the cafe. We're going to go to the cafe to hopefully find Lysandre in his cafe. One thing is very interesting. A lot of people really like to announce where the hell they're going. Um, I found that very helpful I think it's the biggest flaw we've noticed in all these criminal organizations. They love to, like, take their plans and say it out loud. They should really look into NDAs. I think this would be a great step forward for some of these. Oh, my God. Wait. <laughs> Wait. That's totally just a spoken word musical. I was literally just talking about, like, the drama, <laughs> the internal monologue being expressed externally in song that you wouldn't normally hear. Like... That's what's happening when they tell us where they're going and what their plans are. It's just not in song, so it's therefore a spoken word musical. <laughs> See, that's all. That's all it is. That's all it is. Um. Well, we also went to Lumio City because that seemed like the best lead. Um. For someone who spends a lot of time in cities and likes to think of themselves as relatively savvy. Uh, we could not find this place to save our lives. Literally to save our lives. So um, we just took a cab because Ophio is rich. And um, it was easier than, like, like I think Calum at one point was like, oh, if you've forgotten, it's the, like, cafe with the red, like, awning or something yeah. to that effect. And, like, every cafe in Lumio City has a red awning. <laughs> like, we walked into three or 
four cafes and we're like, oh, nope. And like turned around. Finally, we then had to find a cab because we were like, we can't find this cafe. So let's find a cab to take us to the cafe. But then we couldn't find a cab. <laughs> it was like a whole thing. So like, I'm sorry if the world like ending got a little closer because we couldn't find this fucking cafe. We got super lucky. <laughs> Just because Nacho Libre dropped us off by like the the tower thingy, the thing in the middle of this, the city, um, and yeah. it just so happened that like as we landed, the first thing in front of us was a red looking cafe with some Team Flare members standing out front. And again, oh, I don't know why yeah. they think it's a good idea. If they're trying to have like a secret location, why they are literally standing out front, essentially in uniform. Not that they are in uniform. Essentially, is like a sign to be like, hey, over here, if you're looking for us. Yep. This is where suspicious activity is taking like, place. Well, clearly it wasn't that good of a signal because we couldn't find uh, them. Yeah, so. I, guess, I, guess that, I guess that's a good point. That's a good point. So, um, and once we once we kind of made our way into Lissandre Cafe, um, it's basically empty. There's kind of just a two a couple people in there, um, and they're kind of ask what's going on, and then they attack. Ah. It, I fully did not see this coming. I uh, This whole episode is just going to be me, like, failing to properly advise Ophio. Because, like, we go into the cafe. I literally was like, oh, I guess Caleb was wrong. And this isn't where we should be. And this is a dead end. So, like, let's go talk to the serving staff to see if they've seen Lysander recently and can give us any sort of yeah. leads on this. And then they just attacked <laughs> for Well, Pokemon battle attacked, not like punching attacked. But I didn't see that coming at all. When? So this they again they fully could have gotten away with this because I'm just apparently oblivious to clear signals. Well, we all know. So this is a fun fact that we could share with the, with the listeners. Um, the reason you don't really see many fistfights in the Poke universe because I don't. When when's the last time you've seen one? I don't, I don't even know off the top of your head if you can say last time you. So I know I haven't. The reason no. is. Hockey game. They have a rule that once a punch is thrown or any sort of strike is made, because obviously we all know the laws of you can't use Pokemon to murder people and, and this and that. But all right. bets are off. They can make their yes. own decisions to murder, you but can't you direct can't direct them, them to murder. But right? once someone directs mm-hmm. a strike or kick or something in your direction, all bets are off. And you now have the green light to direct your Pokemon to do whatever you want. So once that law passed, mm-hmm. well, it's been like 50 years now, I think, um, after the... Uh, before we were born. Yeah, after the Dr. Wellerson incident, it, it was a, it was a crazy time. Mm-hmm. Um, once that all happened, then yes, you basically don't see fights anymore because immediately you're going to get murdered by a Pokemon. So the ultimate uh, deterrent from fighting. So they did not attack us. Otherwise, Victory Bell would have eaten their faces. Um, now, at the back of the cafe, there's a secret door kind of hidden by a shelf leading down to Lissandre's secret lab. Now that I'm thinking about it, honestly, if they just would have left nobody in this cafe, if they would have left the cafe empty, didn't put somebody out front, we would have never found this place. Like, literally never. No. I barely found it to begin with. And then also didn't believe it was the right place. So, like, they absolutely could have gotten away with this. I guess the, like, talking to the wait staff was sort of a stroke of accidental luck because they clearly were just like so panicked they were like oh fuck like we've been found out whereas literally i was they could have just gotten away with it but <laughs> yeah i guess i'm glad that that's they true did. that's true they made it easy for us and we will take any help that we can get on that note uh so let's move into this secret hideout now once we get into this deep into the lisandre labs we find lisandre himself who challenges our trainers to a battle with his, as you put it, cute but pathetic Pokemon team. And this is a theme 
where Lisandre just doesn't take a hint that he's bad at poke battling and will not take it's just it's a lot. So he's got a Mienpu at level 45, a Murkrow at level 45, a Pyroar at 47, and a Gyarados at 49. Not gonna lie that Gyarados put up a better fight than I expected considering the level difference that's going on with these teams, but uh Boo did not have any sort of issues at all. Yeah, I guess Gyarados is pretty formidable if you don't have an electric attack. Yep. Who doesn't have nope, any electric That is the Pokemon, one right? weakness. So that was like the worst. Yeah. And I remember, I forgot how long ago, one of the trainers that we were following, uh, there was a Gyarados mismatch that was basically one-shotting entire teams. Um, oh, no, that was, was me Was that you personally? personally? Well, you know, I can't give you <laughs> yeah. credit for that. We're just going to call it one of the trainers. I don't want to revisit this. <laughs> um, moving on. Anyhow. <laughs> It was so, so fucking good. overpowered. <laughs> Literally, I don't think I could. I think it took an entire team to kill the Gyarados. I got so it excited, did. celebrated. There was a whole fucking like group of five left coming after it. <laughs> well, we're just going to pretend like that was yes. not a real thing. Um, now, obviously, Lissandre is not going to sit there and actually own up and just give up. He storms off after the defeat, descending in a service elevator, locking the doors behind him and leaving us alone to navigate this ridiculous bunker to try to stop him I, he doesn't actually like kick us out or anything he's basically like mm, now go figure out directions uh, and just runs off um i guess his i think his plan is to I stall us out wild yeah like this whole we're gonna go through i i mean i didn't write a lot of notes about my experience with yeah. the bunker because first of all it was terrifying i didn't know what was happening i was like whiplash left and right because i was like i didn't know where the cafe was and then i didn't know the wait staff were going to attack us and then i didn't know we were going to be stuck in this bunker and i didn't know we were going to it's just a lot of things hitting me y'all are missing out on the visual representation um... of whiplash that's an important part of the story that you're not getting uh yeah i continue to be thankful that we don't (laughs) record the video of us (laughs) theater of the mind um, so once we get through that, yeah. um, in the lab, there are basically two types of floor panels that you're going to come across. There's both the spinning tiles and the warp panels. So the spinning tiles kind of send you off in a direction. It's almost like you're on one of those uh, uh, airport escalator type things, except it's like a little thing that just kind of shoots you off. And you're like, whoa, and you kind of like float for a second. Yeah. Pretty cool. The teleport panels, um, they don't put any type of disclaimer on these. They should. They will make you super nauseous if you're not used to it. I don't know what the safe number. I'm pretty sure these probably cause some sort of cancer or something. I feel like if your molecules are being sent and then reconfigured somewhere else, it can't be safe. Having said that, we must have gone on these about 500 times to make sure we didn't miss any items, which is completely worth the uh, eventual death from um, teleport panels. (laughs) From reassembly 100% worth it. That, that, uh... That yeah. hyper potion or whatever we picked up, <laughs> worth the death. Now, I, the, the, Ophio eventually stopped exploring because she was like, this is not worth my time. This is very confusing. None of us want to be here. I don't know what's going on. Um, The world is maybe ending. So, yeah, she made a beeline straight through this. So there was not a lot of exploration or items that were picked up. That's probably the smart route. Uh, I guess we got we had a little too much fun riding on the on the spinning panels, but we'll we'll, we'll ignore that. Uh, the world hasn't ended yet, so I think we're good. Um, we find the first of team. <laughs> spoiler, yeah, spoiler alert. alert! We're still here. I don't know if anybody's <laughs> caught on to that yet. We find the first of team player scientists, Alana, uh, guarding a pair of warp panels. Uh, doesn't put up a bunch of a fight. I would say that's a kind of a, a theme for team flare not great at putting a bunch of a fight they have the same like three or four pokemon they'll have 
Um, it feels like they almost do like a group training session and then just hand out Pokemon because none of it seems very individualized. I mean, unless it's like, well, yeah, that's true. They definitely like just have like a pool of Pokemon that they pull from, but I none of them, you're right, are like that formidable in terms of like Pokemon battles, but they are great at stalling and they have amazingly sick burns. Like this Alana, like, gets absolutely decimated by Ophio's Pokemon team, but then, like, continued to taunt her, questioning if they were going to pick the right panel, which I don't even know what that means, but, like, power to you, lady. Like, I like that that sassy attitude in the face I, of defeat. I'm, I'm respected. I do <laughs> love that the uh, they're basically hired solely on their shit-talking skills. They have no other discernible abilities or, or anything obsessed i'm obsessed that, with that's that. all they're there yes. for and you know what <laughs> i'm still <laughs> no just, i respect that honestly that's a, that's a great skill to have and i'm happy that skill is being rewarded even if it's by an awful organization trying to end the world we'll just we'll ignore that part like i'm sitting here being like okay yeah like i'm definitely off the team flair like train of trying to join their organization given that like their leader is actively trying to commit rightfully murder, so but yeah. At the same, at the same time, I'm still kind of like, man, these are my people. Like, <laughs> let's just like get rid of Lysander, and then we can just have like a cool, fun a whole, club a whole of cool squ- people instead. <laughs> yeah, honestly, it feels like he is the the source, the sole source of the evil, because it feels like nobody else even knows what the fuck's going on. They're all kind of just there, and like, okay, yeah. well, it's very cult like, definitely very cult like. It feels like they yeah. just kind of kind of swooped into the to the evilness of Lysandre. And now for a quick word from our sponsors. Lysander Cafe. Lysander Cafe. Come enjoy our tasty treats at Lysander Cafe. We want to take over the whole world and this is our secret headquarters. We're starting our plans on 11, 22 of 23. This is exactly where we'll be. You can catch us at 3. PM to stop us, come catch us if you can, cause it's Lysander Cafe, Lysander Cafe, our leader's name is Lysander and has a bunch of Pokemon, Lysander Cafe, oh Lysander Cafe, we got a weapon in Geosense that'll burst through the ground, and then after it bursts through the ground, it's actually going to knock some homes over as part of a greater insurance scam, definitely don't tell anybody about that part but then we're gonna try to like use a legendary pokemon and like the energy from dead pokemon to then like shoot a rocket and basically kill everyone so if you want to stop it this is the exact place to be we're gonna have some people here they'll even direct you we have a secret doorway this is all top secret please tell no one but come enjoy your stay at lysander cafe now back to our show once we get past that first of, of many scientists and, and trainers we're going to come across, on in the main warehouse floor, there's the Defenders of Kalos. Uh, not Dexio and Sinnoh at all. Zero percent chance. Any, It's like when they say uh, any resemblance to these characters, to real life things, is just a coincidence. That's all it is. Yep. Just super coincidence. It just yep. it is what it uh, is. And they show that they're looking for a ridiculously tall gentleman that they suspect Team Flare is also looking for. And is potentially kidnapped and are holding here. So that's interesting. There's a, a tall person. When did this progress to kidnapping? <laughs> also, I need to know how tall. Like, I need to I know guess. how tall this person is for the only discernible feature that they say is just tall. Like he better be Shack size because like otherwise it's just like you can see a random <laughs> tall person walk by. It's like, are you the kidnapped one? It could be anybody. 
I mean, if he's walking by, he hasn't been kidnapped. Let's just go ahead and acknowledge that. But I'm just like, I guess starting with murder and then sharing that there's a kidnapping, like kidnapping is like maybe less like concerning than mass murder. But like it's 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 also very concerning and also like. I don't I don't know what's going on. I don't know what's going yeah, on. Derek I am um, at this point it's escalated so fast from just like weird hipster organization to like actual ending the world to I guess in the grand scheme of things, kidnapping is nothing compared to ending the world. So really they've kind of like taken a they've they've come back. They've they've gone to less serious crimes, but yeah, I, I don't know what exactly is going on and what the motive is. I don't even know how they plan to end the world. That's another good question that we should hopefully find out. We're about to find we'll, out. We'll find out next time on this episode <laughs> of uh, Dragon Ball Z. Now, uh, in uh, in another office, we find two more scientists, Solosia, Solosia, and Brioni. Solosia and Brioni. Sounds like this is... This is, these are sure. types of bread, right? Or cheese, brioche and salos. Yeah. What's what's salosia? What brioche? Oh, bread. I don't. Know. I don't know. It's a fucking thing you get at a salosia. I don't. Celery? So I don't know. I don't this know. reminded me of a bakery. Both of these names did. I don't um, know where that's going. We for. defeat. Well, it's it's <laughs> bakeries are French, right? I mean, sure. Boulangeries are French. Bakeries are sort of all purpose. Like everybody. Did you just call me a name? It's fine. Boulangerie. (laughs) Okay. Now we defeat. Boulangerie. Yeah. (laughs) We defeat them one after the other. No question. Uh, In their frustration, they decide to tell us more details about team players, team players plan. So this is great. It's working out wonderful. Ask and you shall receive. Uh, We didn't even ask, to be honest. They just started yelling stuff at us. So that worked out even better. Um, The group is using the electricity, apparently, from the stolen power plant to fuel the ultimate weapon. That's the first thing we find out, but but that's not all. They also plan to use the large stones that we found on Route 10 to siphon additional power from Pokemon near Geosenge Town. These stones mark the graves of Pokemon that perished when the ultimate weapon was unleashed 3,000 years ago. And the group is planning for the same thing to happen again. So they're using... Is this essentially like fossil fuels? I, Derek, first of all, (laughs) we had a whole episode where it was just all the weird rock stuff that's happening over in that part of Kalos, and it's just dropped on us that, like, those rocks mark Pokemon graves? Like, I... It's not the first time we've seen Pokemon graves. We've been to Lavender Town. We've been to Pokemon Tower, like... You know, it's not the concept of mortality in the Pokeverse is not is not new to us. But like, why was there no markers? That's a really like, good are point. we were just like traipsing through a Pokemon graveyard like without any idea. I I just continue to have whiplash, I... Derek, throughout this whole experience. So... Like, get hit left and right with new information that is like. <clears throat> wildly not what so I, I think expected. it probably has like a super innocent like perfectly fine explanation in that the carnage was so bad and so awful and so many pokemon died that they couldn't pick out what bits and pieces belonged to what pokemon so they put a bunch of generic graves instead of individual ones so that's up it's probably something innocent like that oh is it like a 
is it like a monument, like a like a war memorial kind of thing, where it's like this is in honor of all of the deaths, but is not marking specific. That would be my guess. Like graves. we don't know if this arm re- belongs to that a Charmeleon or a Charmander, sense. or we don't know if the spinal cord is a Pikachu or a Clefairy. So just fuck it. Let's just put a bunch of stuff there. That is wildly graphic, and I'm not interested <laughs> in going any deeper than that. No, another office uh, has Lissandre's notes. Um, he says that when he was young, he went on a journey around Kalos with his Pokemon. He reached out to those suffering because they had nothing. At first, they were grateful, but eventually they began to take my help for granted and demanded more, more, more. Will fools like those people consume Kalos again? This world is unstable and secure. Uh, so the po- population of people in Pokemon continues to increase unabated. Stop using big words, Lissandre. But this is a limit <laughs> of the amount of money and energy the world is capable of producing. Either everything is lost or only a handful are saved. There's something best not left to men. I must use a tool of higher power. Sounds like he's just an asshole and people didn't want his help. And now he's like, murder everyone. So that's uh, quite a jump that he took. Yeah, definitely patronizing, definitely an asshole. Also, I'm definitely going to start making you read more things (laughs) verbatim because, like, I love you and I'm so sorry, but it's very amusing to watch you just kind (laughs) of... Speed through it. Insert your own words instead of the ones that are written down. (laughs) I like to improv. (laughs) What is reading reading but guided improv? (laughs) (laughs) In the final office, we again find Mabel. Uh, and after defeating her, we finally get our hands on an elevator key, which we've been trying to get this whole time to get into that freight elevator thing that Lissandre went into so we can go ahead and chase him down. Now, following Lissandre down to the second basement floor, we pass by a very tall man being held behind bars. And now when I say tall, I mean like, what, like 12 feet tall? Like twice the height of everybody else? Like definitely more than yes. jack yes like i absolutely defenders of Sinnoh. sorry kalos wow i don't know why i just said Sinnoh. defenders of kalos nailed it when they were like tall guy possibly kidnapped like yep check check <laughs> 12 check feet tall like, held behind bars Did by definition yes um so we stopped to talk to him and lisandre appears telling us a very sad story about the man's floet super fucking sad like devastatingly sad essentially what happened was this dude had a floet and the floet died in the war because it got sent off to war and so this great pokemon war we're getting to this in a second it's been alluded to plenty of times and we're slowly learning more because they don't really teach it in like history and it seems like super fucked up so floet dies at war yeah, then this tall dude dedicates his life to like resurrecting it with some like magical power of an ancient pokemon and this what ends up being a weapon whatever tries to bring it back and then the floet's like oh you killed all these pokemon to bring me back because there had to be sacrifices and stuff and was like fuck you and just ran away it's like that's super tragic yeah i am at we should potentially confirm that because i was um not totally listening to the story because i was very upset about it i thought that he brought her back and then committed mass murder of pokemon in revenge because they are the ones that were responsible for her death in the first place but maybe yeah. it was a sacrifice i think to, bring to power the machine pokemon okay. had to be killed like the the ravages gotcha. of war or something or other i tell you yeah well i was just very upset the whole time because i was just thinking about luna the whole time and i was just very very mm. upset because like you know what 
I get it. I'd probably commit mass murder if people were responsible for killing my cat. Like, for yeah. sure. And if it brought her back, uh, for sure. And she's dumb enough that she wouldn't feel guilty about it. <laughs> the key so, difference. Like, the the yeah, very yeah. The, the key difference in all of it. Okay. Um, so the man's name is – so they said his name is Az. Yeah, A-Z, Az. Maybe his I'm name's really Arizona. Sure. I was thinking Azarito, but <laughs> – we could call him Arizona. That's kind of as, funny. Um, as, as, as. Uh, he confirms the story and begs us to stop Lisandre. Uh, we chase Lisandre back to the elevator and down to the third elevator room where we find him in conversation. Oh, wow. I wrote that totally wrong. The third basement floor. I don't know why I wrote elevator room. Third basement Is that a lobby? Floor. All right. Take Is another it, run at that one. We chase. I don't know what I'm. We chase Lisandre <laughs> back to the elevator and down to the third basement floor, otherwise known as the third elevator room. Uh, where we find a conversation <laughs> with another scientist. Lisandre wants to test us and says that if we defeat all the scientists, uh, we got zero sick, zero sitch. It, that sounds like a Serbian basketball yep, player. Um, it will sign. Just one scientist. Oh, just I thought one. it was like just point, one left. Just one. Down to one. Uh, it will be a sign to Lisandre that we are worthy of being saved. Okay. Uh, and maybe also humanity and Pokemon. We don't know that part yet. We just, we might be worthy. Uh, we don't know. He's unclear about who's being saved in I don't this think scenario, but there's some option. Yeah. Well, so. Lisa doesn't even stick around to watch our battle at this point. Literally just runs away, leaves the room. This is 100% a stalling technique. It is incredibly obvious. But upon being defeated, Zerasich, uh, who I guarantee can shoot a hell of a three-pointer, um, shows us two buttons, one blue and one red. He says that one button will awaken the ultimate weapon and one will do nothing. Um, promises that if we pick the button that doesn't do anything, Team Flare will stand down. Uh, I think there's like a yeah, blue and a red. Which one did uh, y'all pick? Where did Opio go? Obviously the blue poke, the blue button. I don't know why I said Pokemon. Yeah, the blue button for sure. Red obviously means like hit in case of emergency. Like It's a little too which, obvious there. Because yeah, pick blue. blue did the same thing, yeah. but it doesn't matter. Because that when we push the correct button, he's like, mm, it doesn't matter. I'm going to do this shit anyway. Bam um and then the legendary pokemon weapon everything has to be awakened which is apparently in geosenge town and now for a quick word from our sponsors this holiday season when you're trying to find that perfect gift for everyone on your list look no further than lysander labs with holiday must-haves like the hollow caster and world-ending ultimate weapon Lysander Labs is a one-stop shop for unique and creative gift ideas for everyone in your life. Need a gift for the tech-obsessed Gen Z teenager? Grab a Holocaster, now with interchangeable faceplates available at a mall kiosk near you. Stumped on what to gift the person who has everything? What about a secret weapon capable of reviving dead Pokemon and destroying humanity? Here at Lysander Labs, we pride ourselves on curating a selection of products at multiple price points to meet any budget. Shop online today at www.lysander-cafe.com. Now back to our show. So now, because uh, Team Flare is known for announcing everything that they're about to do and or are already doing, um, we know to go to Geosenge Town to figure out what this, this weapon, this legendary Pokemon, what in the world is going on over there. 
so back in geosense town a huge structure basically like shot up out like tremors style out of the, uh, the middle of town <laughs> knocking over houses and just quote-unquote demolishing the town this very much reminds me of where we were in college you remember when there was that tropical storm or hurricane or whatever and it was like never yes, forget yes, the chair yes, fell yes, over yes that's yes. 100 yes yes it's matthew i think or yeah no isaac it was isaac that's exactly what it reminds yes. me of all the yes. houses just went boop and just kind of tipped over so from this traumatizing and uh devastating event we actually a field correspondent gabby actually interviewed one of the town <laughs> residents to get some insight to just how scary this was um and how they escaped an almost certain death a quick break and we'll be right back with the show Field correspondent Gabby here in Geosench Town with a resident of the community. It's so good to have you here with us today, sir. What's your name? Hi, uh, my name is, uh, they like to call me uh, Frankie Stir. I go by Froster uh, if you uh, haven't met me before. So uh, Frankie, Fra, whatever you want to call me. Great to have you here with us today, Frankie. So obviously there's this big crystal structure situation here in town that's obviously what we're here to report on um so i'd like for you to describe to our listeners what happened when this thing burst out of the ground in the middle of your town i assume it was unexpected oh it was so bad uh we were all just like obviously we didn't know it was there and we're just we're just standing there and it's just like if you've ever, you know, you, if you've seen the movie Tremors, it was like one of the things just came out of the ground and it was the most terrifying thing and the ground exploded uh, and and bam, and things went flying everywhere. And uh, we had, uh, what was the word they told us to use? Um, suffering, uh, pain and suffering. We had lots of pain and suffering. Um, it was so scary. Wow, that definitely sounds really scary. I'm thankful to see that you don't have any visible injuries. So hopefully... Um everything's gonna be okay as a result of this um but just describe for our listeners sort of the this is an audio medium so they don't necessarily see the destruction that's around us what damage has your home sustained through this event oh gosh there was so much damage um i think yeah it's i i there was up to uh, but not exceeding three hundred thousand polka dollars worth of damage exactly it's crazy it was so scary um, and it was just so much. Everything got thrown everywhere. All my nice things. Um, it's very sentimental. Uh, did I mention pain and suffering? There was lots of that. I definitely, that just tugs on the heartstrings. Um, did you know that there was a secret weapon under your town or that there were Pokemon graves down here to the south? That was definitely news to us. So is that was that something that was well known to you as a resident? No, no, we had no idea. These homes were, we did not, like, would we have just built these homes last week, put up in this fashion, right around a weapon, had we known it was there? That would be a ridiculous idea. That'd be a terror. Who would do that? So, no, we had we had no idea. Um, Team Flair, uh, yes, I have many Team Flair members in my family, but they gave me no insight, um, and I was not aware of, uh, give me one second, I was not aware of these allegations, and I will plead the fifth if questioned further. Did I mention pain and suffering? Yeah. Um, okay. You know, I, I I have one more question for you. Um, it's that patented 
hard-hitting question for the folks at home. What do you say to allegations that these homes are pushed over by residents in an insurance fraud attempt and a weapon caused no damage? Hey, guys, is this where I'm supposed to say I plead the fifth? Now back to our show. So once we get there, we are blocked from entering Route 10 to see all the zombie Pokemon, which is incredibly lame. I, I, are, like, why can't we see zombie Pokemon? I was so upset. They literally were like, we're going to raise all these, use the power of these dead Pokemon. So, like, why aren't you letting me go see the zombie Pokemon? That I was disappointed about. I was willing to risk a delayed timeline and furthering the end of the world to go see these zombie Pokemon. And I, we even flew back to um, the town that's on the other end of Route 10, which is Sillage mm-hmm. City. And they were blocking us from there, too. We thought we would be smart and slick and, like, head up from the south. Nope. No one's allowed to see the zombie Pokemon. Why even mention that there are zombie do Pokemon think, if we're not allowed to go Gengars see them? From? The Clefairies were murdered and brought back? Uh, presumably. Clefable. Sorry, that still blows my mind that there's... I did not. I never put that together. I sent you that video. I saw. That's what blew my... That was the convincing part. Honestly, I was not necessarily buying it before then. Uh, Not going to lie. And then I saw that and I was like, oh, okay. They are literally just... You have to see them side by side. It's kind of terrifying. Yeah. I mean, so I have to assume that that's how it works. And so who knows what other insane Gengar-esque ghosts of other Pokemon we would have seen. We'll never know. Imagine a ghost Gyarados. A ghost A Garagost. Ghosted dosed. Garagost. Look, it's just bang, bang, bang. We got ideas over here. Team Flair. Like... We're still kind of like pitching, like we could still. Uh, yeah, you know, uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so you mentioned that uh, we try to head northwest now. So we previously saw a suspicious rock that looked like it could definitely be hiding evil headquarters uh, and a legendary Pokemon, obviously, because that's just that basically is what the rock said. Um, it just was screaming that. So we met up uh, with Serena and Caleb. The Rock himself. The Rock himself next to the Rock. That, yeah. like, there was a physical Rock and then the actor of the Rock. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Next yeah. to the suspicious there was the regular rock, rock, then there was the Rock. Um, yeah. And then next to him was Vin Diesel. He just kept screaming family, and we just had to like leave him there and let him just finish <laughs> up. So we meet up with uh, Serena and Caleb, who insist on joining, which is an absolutely terrible idea. Um, why are there so many children uh, next to the apocalypse? I, an adult, have no control of this situation anymore. It's, it, I don't know that – okay, to be fair, I never had control of this situation, but, like, I certainly have no control at this point. Like, they don't care at all that I'm there. If I'm not there, what I have to say, what my opinions are, like, they are just going forward with their own thing. And on the one hand, I kind of appreciate that, like, as the adult in the situation, I'm not taking on any responsibility for bringing down a criminal organization, but on the same time, like – this is literally the end of the world and like children are getting themselves involved. So like that probably doesn't reflect super great. on. Honestly, <laughs> I think the only option that we have is to punt all the children as far as we can to get them out of harm's way. Um, I think that's the only reasonable thing to do. We found a justifiable use there, case. for There we go. I've been waiting. Children. I've been waiting for years <laughs> to find a reason to do this. And we're there. Um, so once we get inside, Lisandre, insists on battling our trainers again and i don't know how many times this is is this the third overall this is the second time 
with this specific team. I think they've battled each other. But a different before oh yeah, but a this different, whole situation, yeah. like once or okay. twice maybe. So yeah, entirely too many. But this is the second time in the whole like end of the world scenario that we find ourselves. And his in. theme is not that much better. He's got a level forty-seven Minchow, level forty-seven Honchcrow, level forty-nine Pyroar. Uh, and a level 51 Gyarados, not a Gyarados, unfortunately. Um, and just as underwhelming as last time, and really not enough of a difference in level to make any sort of reasonable difference in the result. Uh, Gyarados, shout out to you for putting up a fight, and that's about it. <laughs> I do wonder, I had this thought. So the scientists explain that Team Flare, as we just covered, is siphoning power from the graves of the dead Pokemon on Route 10. Like, has Lysander himself somehow leveled up and evolved his Pokemon to get to this battle? Or is it literally somehow, like, not just siphoning, I don't know, like, energy, but actual literal power that is, like, 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 imagine siphoning, I mean, they're all, like, corpses, so they don't have, like, muscles, but I guess it's, like, if you could take, like, muscles from a dead body and put it on yourself like is that what's happening when we're talking about siphoning power from the graves of dead pokemon and also is that why his pokemon levels are higher and two of them have evolved i'm like very i don't understand i don't understand i don't think he does (laughs) i i genuinely think he's like the the person who like sort of read it's like it's like so in movies it always works out where you you know the uh where what's the movie where you steal the declaration of independence um Nicolas Cage uh oh the Da Vinci No, Code? I was about to say the same thing Is but that it's it? no, no that's the that's this national, national treasure. treasure yes the better Da Vinci yes. Code yes. and it's like oh yes. they read one <laughs> manual from like hundreds of years ago and somehow everything makes sense and comes together but that would never happen this feels like the realistic yes. version where he tried to read a manual from hundreds of years ago or thousands of years ago and nothing's actually happening the way it's supposed to so that's the vibe I'm getting. He does have that weird obsession with, like, the king of 3,000 years ago and yeah. the war and all that. So, like, that might literally be what's happening. It also explains why no one in Team Flare seems to know what the deal is. Because, like, maybe Lysander is literally the only one. Like, he's just operating in a vacuum and the rest of Team Flare is just, like, we're here. We're wearing rad outfits. We're sassy. It's, I don't really about, know what else our roles got. are. That's all we know. <laughs> So we end up running down a, lo- a bunch of long, winding hallways leading further underground and battling, um, as you put it, many Pitbull imitators along the way. O.R. Mondo just running around yelling Mr. 305. That's clearly Mr. 305. Yes, Mr. 305, Mr. Worldwide. Um, these are more like – these are definitely giving, unfortunately, Mr. Worldwide era Pitbull and less Mr. 305 era Pitbull. Um which That's is just so an unfortunate thing. If there were a bunch of Mr. 305 era pit bulls running around, that would be a wonderful thing. I would be much more excited to be here, um, but but alas, I am not. So at some point, we realize that Shauna is following us, which again, clearly did not punt her far enough away. She's right in the middle of harm's way. Literally the last person. Last, last person, person at all. I would ever want in a crisis situation. Like, literally the worst person to have. Like, I, you... Like, at no point in this journey has Shauna known what she wanted to do, like, for herself. Literally, like, what adventure all. she wants to have, what she's interested in exploring. So, like, not who I want in a, like, sensitive, critical, like, time-bound 
scenario, but here we are. And Caleb frankly agrees. I don't know how Serena reacted, but Caleb was like, "Why the fuck are you here?" No, it's which is the appropriate response. I have no idea why it, it does. It's not a good idea. I mean, you mentioned you say luckily, I guess that she's there because at the end of the hallway we find a heavy duty locked door, which Shauna manages to open using a tool that Clement designed for her. So like, good luck. But now you should leave. That was all you, that was the, you've maxed yeah. out your usefulness. You've definitely, that was like a natural 20 you just rolled, throwing some D&D terms. Never going to happen again. <laughs> Look at you. As I hold a, a 20-sided <laughs> dice in my hand, my nerd knows no bounds. But not even the right No, this is a spin down. Die. Yeah, Thank this is definitely much. a spin down. It's a Lord of the Rings yeah. spin down. Ooh. Okay, so um, in the basement, we find plenty of team flare grunts. However, Serena, Calum, and Shauna managed to lure some of them away to distract them, which... I think they wanted to be distracted. They don't want to be there. They paid money to be there. They're not being paid enough. Um, defeating the Grunts yeah. leaves us just enough time to confront the legendary Pokemon uh, and battle and capture it before Lissandre can manipulate its power to destroy the world. Um, I take it that uh, Ophio wanted to catch it. I know it's not a snake, but did Ophio still decide it was a good idea to catch the legendary Pokemon? Uh, yeah, she did. I'm sorry, end of the world or capture a pokemon that's not a snake obviously she captured it, i don't know Derek. how dedicated are you really though do you really like snakes like do you really i mean she has a dragonite so she's already made the slight foray into flying things oh also i guess we should talk about like she battled a pokemon called eveltal um which we did briefly talk about and it was in fact a bird so we were totally on the right track with the whole, like, why the only way you could describe it is the shape of a Y, like, because it's, like, the b- footprint of a bird. So it was a it was a bird. Is it a plane? No, oh, it was okay. a bird. I wasn't sure if it was a bird or a plane. <laughs> it's not Okay, Superman just checking. Either. I just wanted to ask. <laughs> so uh, once we actually, so uh, Boo went ahead and caught it, too. Fun fact, Boo actually used a great ball to catch it. Or maybe an Ultra Ball, but it was not a Master Ball. Oh, yeah. So, Ophio didn't either, and I was actually somewhat concerned because I didn't really think about the fact. Clearly, she didn't either. I mean, obviously, neither of us expected to be in a scenario where she was going to be forced to catch legendary Pokemon or risk the end of the Mm. world. Um, But as we all remember, Ophio has been running the same team since she's had literally since day one, and that means she has not invested in any types of capturing methods of any kind, and so she literally only had the Pokeballs, Great Balls, Ultra Balls, Dust Balls, whatever, on her that she had just found lying on the ground throughout her journey. Same. (laughs) Like, we... There was a possibility that she was going to deploy the Master Ball. I don't remember. She also, it was either a Great Ball or an Ultra Ball. I think she tried the Dusk Balls first, but um, it was not, it was it was really risky. No, it was literally that. the same way where the only thing that, that Boo had was just whatever was found because he hasn't, I mean, he caught the, the Weeping Bell, which didn't take much effort, but outside of that, hasn't even thought about catching a Pokemon in I don't know how long. So that was a... So fortunate luck that the world didn't end. Look at that. Preparation could have been better. Um, (laughs) So that's wonderful. Legendary Pokemon captured. Woo. Uh, After capture, Shauna, Serena, and Kalen were led back to the room by Lissandre, who is absolutely furious that we've foiled his plan and is now wearing some sort of Doc Ock contraption. Like, definitely, it's giving the vibes of, like... I mean, that was the vibe that I got. 
Doc Ock. I don't know. It's like you know how you know like Elon Musk gives the vibe of like a really pathetic loser version of Tony Stark. Um, That's the vibe I'm getting from uh, Lisandre. He's like the really pathetic loser version of Doc Ock. He's just like a sad imitation. At least Lysander. At least he went for imitation of a villain. That's true. Like he embraces and knows his role in this true. story. Elon obviously does not. No, no, no. Uh, in his anger, Lisandre demands another battle, declaring that his new mechanical arms can somehow force his Pokemon to mega evolve. I don't know. I, I don't understand the science behind this. Have no idea but, um, how that works. He doesn't have a mega ring. I don't know that it's got Gyaradosite, yeah. but he's got the same whatever. team now, except now he's got a Gyarados. They're all slightly, barely higher leveled, but now there's a Mega Gyarados, and this Mega Gyarados definitely looks like some sort of fishing bait. I'm just going to say, like... He does look like a little crayfish. I love him so much. Um, I will also say here that um, Ophio is really, really, really irritated because, as we've discussed on prior episodes, she has had made no use, there's been no functionality of the Mega Ring on her team because none of her Pokemon are capable of mega evolving. And then he's out here with a Gyarados, which is a water snake, mega evolving it. She's like, I could have had a mega evolved snake this whole fucking time. Although I really feel like Dragonite should have a, a mega form so that it can hold a Dragonite-ite. Oh my gosh. I Is Dragonite the only Pokemon that ends in ite? No, Magnemite. I th- oh yeah. Stalactite. Let's Google this. We're going to do some live Googling right now. Who? We're going to get to the list of Pokemon, and then we're going to control F, ite. Let's see. I-T-E. Oh, up one. Magnemite. Yup. Oh, it claims there are 16. Dragonite. Metatite. Gabite. Doesn't really fit, but that's fine. Pignite, Gothitelle. Okay, that's an I. If that's fair, I I searched ite. Oh, that's a good one. Uh, Bergmite. Bergmite, yes. And that's it. <laughs> so actually, though, uh, so there are other Pokemon that end in ite, but Dragonite is the only fully evolved Pokemon that ends in mm. ite. All of the others are prior evolutions. So it is. It would be um, the only ite ite that we could use. It would be the only ite ite. So we're finding the real <laughs> facts. We are here to give you the real information. We're That's journalists. We, we investigate things. Specific point of view on things. Um, so was there any difficulty in this <laughs> battle? I, I I can't see any reason why. Um, I don't think so. I I mean, at this point. All of Ophia's Pokemon were in the 70s. They were all 30 levels or so higher, 25 to 30 levels higher than uh, Lysander's Pokemon. So it was just, like, not even... Like, even the Mega Gyarados, it was just like, okay, he went through this whole cutscene, taking all of this dramatic time of, you know, making your Gyarados Mega evolve, and then, like, Steve the Electros just, like, one-hitted it. Even though it's no longer 4X week to electric moves it still died immediately uh did any i guess the only fun question is did any of i don't think so but did any of was there any mega evolution because i know mega blast always made an appearance for boo just to he kind of was like well if you're gonna mega evolve i feel bad if i don't and then just kind of 
Yeah, no, no Mega Evolution from from oh. OVO. She still doesn't have any Pokemon that can Mega Evolve. Except Dragonite, I, which is still to come. Um, Hopefully. Now, after defeat, Lissandre announces that while the legendary Pokemon can no longer power the ultimate weapon, it still has enough power for one shot. I don't know what this means. Um, I am this whole concept. It needed power. Now it doesn't. You're using dead Pokemon, but you're using a legendary Pokemon, and now it doesn't need any of them. Um, what does one shot even entail? Uh, dramatically, we see the ultimate weapon ire uh, fires. It does not ire. <laughs> it fire in ire directly oh, into the air. <laughs> it fires in ire, uh, crashing back down onto itself and destroying itself. So, yes, this was the peak of failure in that not only did the weapon not destroy anything other than itself um it was not much of a a shot to begin with so good job lisandre now outside in geosense town the gang regroups to debrief and discuss next steps everyone decides to head back to anister city and pick up their travels from there but before we can join as 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 approaches arizona uh, (laughs) revealing (laughs) that he is the king who built the ultimate weapon to revive his floet and get revenge on anyone who had anything to do with her death in the war. Ooh. Um, and Professor Sigum... I mean, we didn't really need that no, reveal. No, we, we like, figured we that out. It was quite obvious. However already. many 12 feet people are walking around in the world talking about... Anyway, uh, Professor Sycamore then calls us and invites us to meet him in Corroway Town, uh, further south from Anister. And so we get to get some updates from Sycamore. My guess is... He's going to ask us to do a bunch of research on something that he should already know something about and make us do all the work. I just have a hunch. I cannot wait to confront this man. Like, let's not forget that he definitely had a crush on Lysander and, like, made lots of weird excuses for him every single time we've ever interacted with him. So, like, I'm sorry. We need to, like, take a moment to appreciate, like, we saved the world we saved humanity and pokemon kind from destruction like lysander i don't really know what happened to him but i'm sure that officer jenny got him locked up and it's all gonna be good and fine um professor sycamore you you there are some things you need to answer for and i cannot wait to get in front of this man and challenge him on that yeah uh speaking of saving the world oak you might want to give us raise now do it I don't know what else we can do at this point. I mean, that's literally the most. Uh, How many times have we saved the world? Well, I guess we haven't. True. It's always our trainers, but like, we are there. We are there. We gotta steal. We gotta get better at taking credit. <laughs> uh, for now, though, this is gonna wrap up this week's episode. Uh, next episode, we're gonna head over to Route 18, Coraway Town, Route 19, and Snowbell City. But for now, this has been Pokemon Radio with your host Derek and Sassy, and thank you for joining us for another episode of Professor Oak's Pokemon Talk. Sassy, hit him with social media. If you are on Twitter, Instagram, or threads, you can find us at Pokemon Radio Pod. Hopefully by this point, you've already seen that we relaunched uh, regular episodes in December. So hopefully, fingers crossed, we're going to be able to keep that going until we finally finish with this uh, adventure. But Derek's moving across the country. So, you know, (laughs) stay flexible with us. Also, Shout out to all the Spotify wrapped folks out there. We really appreciated seeing all of the fun trends and information about people who listen to the show. That was so cool. I didn't even so, know Sessie was recording you... this, to be completely honest. I thought I was just yelling into a microphone. <laughs> so this was great news to me. 
So if you are one of our wonderful listeners and you have us featured in your Spotify podcast wrap, tag us, show us, even if it's embarrassing for us, like I want to see it and love it. So um, thank you. If you love the show so much that you feel like you want to just give us a little holiday gift, um, please leave a rating and a review on the show if you listen on Spotify podcast or Apple podcasts. And no matter where you listen to the show, please subscribe or follow on whatever platform you listen on. This show is made possible by support for your Goldrod Public Radio subscription from listeners like you. I'm going to make that the backing track as we do our two seconds, so it's going to be great. It's going to be great. It's going to be like this really uplifting, heroic, like, swelling background music. I think it's, it, it is very, like uplifting and it actually was yeti blanc i'm glad i didn't get that wrong um it's actually on soundcloud and youtube so everybody check that out